What's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noir Wes. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is the show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. We're hanging out in the Discord live broadcast chat. If you'd like to join us while we're doing the show live, you can drop us some fun comments, GIFs, GIFs, all that good stuff, memes. We like all that stuff. So we'll take a moment to welcome everybody to the show, and we'll do some housekeeping as we do at the beginning of every show. So again, thank you everybody for joining us live. I want to give some shout outs to some very awesome special people that are hanging out with us in Discord. We'll start off with Lots of shout outs going out to Everybody. Yanni, Duwester, Rolves. Hello. We got Jim Hendrickson. We got Blitz City. Liz, Wine. hello, good Liz. morning. Rosin. Rosin, hello, Jimmy Hendrickson. Hello, Yanni Sk. Yanni Sku. Hello, Yanni. Hey, Paul Cutler, good morning to you, sir. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon to everybody hanging around. All over the world. The, yeah, love, love the, the factory. factory. Cool Hola from name. Rado. Rado. Very Good cool. Good morning from sunny Florida. Sunny Florida. It's, oh, it's cloudy. Nice. cloudy. It's a nice It's in and out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you again. Again, we will uh, we'll jump back to Discord. But for now, let's do the housekeeping. huh? Let's check out the latest updates to the freebies on the Adafruit website we can go to adafruit.com slash free you can see all the different tiers that are going on a great way to help pay bills for us is to talk about these so for orders that are 99 dollars or more you can get a free half size permaproto pcb that's that lovely breadboard um that's a it's like a breadboard for orders that are 149 or more you can get a free stem qt breakout if you have an account with adafruit we'll make sure you don't get the same one twice and for orders that are $200 or more, you will get free UPS ground shipping for the continental US only. So uh, go to adafruit.com slash free uh, for all the deets. Yes, all the deets. Okay, next up, I'm gonna talk about the jobs board. Jobs at adafruit.com, help is wanted. Check out the various job listings. It is free for employers or makers who are looking to Get their gigs out there. Get some new gigs. The latest one I see is a matrix portal project from uh, Bob Property LLC in the Tampa, Florida area, and that's a contract position. Ooh. There's many more there, so check those out if any of those uh, appeal to you. Now, what's inter interesting about those? It's probably for one of the companies around here, like I don't know, one of them theme parks, or maybe a maybe a rocket company around here. Rocket company. There's lots of companies out here. Just checking my audios. A lot of streamy stuff today. So, uh, let's get Continue. over to the newsletter. You can check out adafruitdaily.com and check out all the different newsletters that you can subscribe to, like Python on Hardware. This is a great opportunity for folks to check out what's going on in the world of Python on microcontrollers. Huge shout out to Ann Barella for doing this one up. If for once, uh, for one, <laughs> for a newsletter that's once a week focused on the new products, check out adafruit.com/newsletter. This is the new new newsletter. It's all the new products that are added on the weekly. Okay. 
And I believe that is the full list of the yes. housekeeping. Yes. So uh, we'll jump back to Discord and catch anybody if there's any fun comments. Give me a sec to uh, Good morning, shirt. Andy Calloway and Vince. Hello. Thank you for joining the show. All right. I'm ready to... All right. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's awesome project. All right. This week's... Here's the thing. <laughs> All right. This week we are taking a look at a 3D printed foot pedal. This is a MIDI controller that you can use uh, to add expression to your musical performances. Or if you are just getting started with music, this is kind of a fun way to, uh, to play around with different effects for your digital audio workstation. Uh, so MIDI is awesome. It's a great protocol that's been out since the 80s, and it's kind of easy to create your own DIY MIDI controller. Um, with buttons and switches and potentiometers and all that. So this week, I thought it'd be cool to make a 3D printed foot pedal. Um, and it's powered by the Cutie Pie RP2040. And of course, it's running Circuit Python. So this is what I came up with. It's just one potentiometer and the Cutie Pie RP2040 running Circuit Python. I have a little setup here. We have a foot cam this week, folks. So this is the 3D printed foot pedal. And this is just, you know, a camera feed that I got. So this is my real foot. Hello, hello. On the left side, this is the plotter inside of the Moo editor. This is what we like to use for editing CircuitPython code. Or you could use any text editor, but we really like Moo because it's free, it's open, and has a really nice serial plotter. So as I'm moving my foot up and down, you can see the plot happening. The data and you can see the values that are coming in so in the code we are using the map range function to map the values from the potentiometer to values for a MIDI CC a continuous control so um, the minimum value for a MIDI CC is 0 and the max is 120 so in my musical software I have it mapped to a wah-wah pedal. So here you can see in the background, I have the foot. <laughs> you can see the wah pedal moving along with my foot pedal. The data is coming in through Moo, and all that stuff to do is to, I guess, play some MIDI notes. So how do? So this isn't making any notes. <laughs> I need to play some notes. So you could use a MIDI keyboard or your own custom MIDI controller like this MX guitar that we did a few years ago. So. Oh boy, let me figure out how to put this on. Now I'm going to mute my the microphone so you can just hear the audio, okay? So that's a little tune. Hear the the foot pedal working and the wah wah doing its thing. So you can map this foot pedal to just about any MIDI CC inside your DAW. Here I'm using Logic, but it should work with just about anything that supports MIDI. 
So Ableton Live, GarageBand, Pro Tools, you name it, they all support MIDI. There's probably some free open software that I don't know about. So you could, you could play around with all sorts of different MIDI-enabled software. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with this one. And uh, I guess we can jump into the learn guide, take a look at the build, a little bit of the code, and then um, I'll just play some more tunes and different, different uh, synths so you can get an example and feel of how you can assign the MIDI controller to any range of filters and, and things. So real quick, I wanted to uh, take a look at the Sonic just jamming out on uh, It looks just like the guitar. It totally does. It's pink and everything, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Thanks, Yanni. So if you head over to the Adafruit Learn site, this is uh, the latest guide that was published a little, a little bit earlier. I can't do that. <laughs> I have to take my headphones off. A little bit earlier, we got this published. So uh, the learning guide just kind of covers all the parts, uh, the, the assembly, and the code. Um, really, all it is is just the Cutie Pie RP2040 and a potentiometer. These potentiometers are really nice. These are from Alpha, and uh, it's a 10K pot. Pretty standard, but uh, yeah, they, they work really nice for, uh, for these projects. We also have some odd bits like a long USB-C cable. The Cutie Pie has a USB-C port, so that's why we got one of these. And uh, some hardware. We do have some hardware. And there's some additional things you'll need, like some long screws in order to get uh, the hinge to work for the top pedal. We also have some lock nuts as well. So you can purchase these from your local hardware store or from McMaster Car, which I have linked here. But yeah, that's basically the intro overview. I also have some prerequisite guides. If you are looking for a MIDI project, definitely check out uh, Liz's guide for uh, MIDI for Makers. This is actually where I cribbed the code for this project and it just simplified it down. Um, she has a lot of great examples, not just like buttons, but things like how to control MIDI with a servo and the different motors and things. Here's some motor control stuff. So check out um, all the different things. I mean, get your, your, uh, your creativity juices flowing by uh, checking out Liz's guide on uh, MIDI for Makers. So check that one out. Definitely highly recommend. Some other ones is the Cutie Pie RP2040 introduction that just shows you all the pins and all the features for the Cutie Pie RP2040. Good, good little refresher there. And then CircuitPython Essentials, which covers all the things like plotting uh, data in Moo um, and some tips and, tips and tricks on, on using CircuitPython. The next page just talks about the circuit diagram. Really simple. You have three wired connections for this one. Um, it's just uh, the, what is it? <laughs> Three volts, ground, and the data pin. I have it set to pin A0, so if you want to change that, just make sure you change it in the code. The next page talks about CircuitPython, installing it on the QtPy RP2040. There's a little boot sequence that you have to do uh, to get it in the bootloader, but once you do have it in the bootloader, it's easy to drag and drop the UF2 file to flash and automatically install CircuitPython. It's a really fun song and dance that we are uh, accustomed to now with the RP2040. Yeah. And so the code page is uh, right here and we're using the USB MIDI library, of course. We also import some things like time in order to, uh, to get some timed-based things from our plotter. Uh, we're importing the board, simple I.O. to do uh, the map range. 
And here's where our MIDI setup is. So we can change the MIDI channels if we'd like, but for now it's just set up to uh, channel one. And I have the pentachometer here set up to A0, pin A0. Really what you want to do is look at, uh, can I really want to look at um, this value here. So um, in the map range line, you want to change the minimum. Right now I have it set to zero and the maximum. That's pretty much the max, the minimum maximum values for the full range of the potentiometer. Once you install the 3D printed parts, um, you're only going to get a cup, you know, a little bit of the potentiometer. So in my project, it's I'm not going to do any math, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's not the full range. You're going to want to, you're going to want to look at your serial monitor and see what your minimum maximum values are because once you install it it's going to be locked in place the, the position of the potentiometer mm. so that's really what you're, you're doing here so that's why i have the comment there and uh you'll only get a little bit of the range um so yeah but it's set to zero and then max so that you can test out the potentiometer before putting it in the 3d printed enclosure um, here's a look at what your circuit pi drive looks like. You just drag and drop the code and the, um, the libraries. You really need two of them for this one, which is great. And then I have a little note here on uh, the minimum and max values from your potentiometer. So uh, yeah, nice little screenshot there over the thing. So you have two ways to visualize the, uh, the values. The plotter is really cool. And also the REPL, which is the serial console that just tells you the raw numbers. So you can um, add those in. In my final project, you can see here it's 33,500 is the minimum, and the max value is 48,700. And that gets mapped to 0 and 127. Those are the MIDI CC values. MIDI is looking for a minimum of 0 and a maximum of 127. So let's say we were doing velocity. 0 would be nothing. 127 would be the max hit, max intensity from your MIDI note or MIDI CC, which we're doing here. Uh, if you want to change the MIDI CC, you can do that right up here, somewhere up here. Here it is, where it says mod wheel equals control change. It's set to MIDI CC one, which is typically modulation. You can change that around uh, to whatever number. Yeah. All right, onto the 3D printing part. There is a good set of uh, parts. There's no supports required for anything, which is great. Um, everything can be printed in PLA and uh, kind of pick your own filament and your own slice settings. Um, if you want it really, really robust, you'll probably want to use something like PETG. I just use regular PLA, which worked pretty well. There's a little CAD animation here to kind of show you how the washers are installed. It's a little bit of a, of a thing. So I have these washers that go in between the hinge plate and the top pedal so that there's less friction and it just makes it so that it, uh, it works better. And then there's a washer at the end of it. So just kind of reference the animation because it is a little kind of order of operations. Um, and then lock nuts to secure the, the hinge together. Now it's fairly large. It's, um, you're gonna need a, a 3D printer with a build volume of a minimum build volume of 210 by 210. Um, that's how long the, uh, the biggest part is. So, uh, yeah, you could try to rotate it at 45 degrees. Maybe that might fit if, if your bed is a little bit smaller. 
And if you need any um, step files or STLs or other 3D models of Adafruit parts, you can check out our GitHub repo. Um, we have par parts like the QtPyRP2040 RP2040 if you, if you want to do a, a 3D model with it. Um, you can use our parts. Cool. Um, when it comes to wiring it up, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, uh, I recommend using a, you know, a short cable that's about 9 centimeters in length. You don't need a really long one. I like using uh, ribbon wire, which is always fun, but you could use whatever wire. Um, yeah. All right, this is uh, the assembly page. You're going to walk through this chronologically because uh, order of operations really matter. Um, when you are installing, so the thing that gets attached to the shaft of the potentiometer is this little linkage, and it needs to have a really tight fitting. So if it doesn't fit on first go, you're going to want to use a filing tool to kind of loosen up the tolerance, which is what I had to do because it needs to be really tight because you don't want any slippage. One thing about this potentiometer is it has like there's no ridges on the uh, on the shaft. It's just a smooth shaft. I'm used to like splines and the D shape of of this of a potentiometer. This one's just totally smooth, so I had to make it really tight. That's about the thing I wanted to say. But once you have uh, the potentiometer uh, secured to the potentiometer holder, and then you put on the linkage, you'll need to test the range of motion to make sure that the linkage can go all the way around or at least 80, 180 degrees. The, the foot pedal itself uh, gives you about 20 degrees of rotation, which is more than I've seen from other foot pedals, which is kind of fun. Um, so there's that. Um, what I like about this design is I always try to make the, the part for the microcontroller modular, because let's say folks want to use something else like an Itsy Bitsy or a Trinket. The Cutie Pie has a dedicated holder that gets attached with two machine screws. So you can totally take it out and um, add a new one, which is pretty cool. So uh, whenever you're designing something like that, you're not sure what microcontroller, it's always safe bet to kind of have it be modular so that the bottom plate is where this gets attached to, and the bottom plate, you know, you can use a different microcontroller, so I don't have to print the whole bottom plate all over again. That's what I was going to say. That is yeah. the most important tip about that part, because it takes how long to print this one plate? Uh, eight it hours? Could take, no, not eight, Six. but maybe three to okay. four, depending on your infill settings. Um, yeah, so that's always a safe bet, is to make everything as modular as possible. Plus, it helps avoid things like support material. So uh, rubber feet help with this build a lot. So I got rubber feet in there and everything gets attached with the screws on the bottom plate. So I like that the whole bottom plate has all the electronics mounted. So the cutie pie and the potentiometer are all attached and secured to the bottom plate. The pedal has a, a like this separate arm, which I call it the arm. It has like a little peg that that's the thing that grabs onto the linkage of the uh, potentiometer. So uh, this one gets attached with two screws and some lock nuts. And that way it's, you know, it avoids uh, some support material because if you were trying to print the top pedal and the arm combined as one unified body, uh, that peg would need a lot of support. So that's why I just broke it into two pieces. So that's, a, that's another good way to kind of um, avoid supports and make it buildable is to kind of 
find geometry that would require supports and then just find a way to snap, to, to, to split the body. Yeah. There's a, the hinge plate um, has its own set of screws and lock nuts to attach to like the base framing. Um, and this one needs to be uh, installed with the orientation in the right way. So one of the ways I made it so that you know the orientation is to, is to add some sort of indicator on the model itself. So here you can see, you kind of see, there's an arrow and that arrow denotes the orientation of the bracket. So that's kind of a cool thing, right? So if you're, you're building something and it has to be one way, try to add some sort of iconography or a label or something to your part so that when folks are building or when you're building it, you know the order, the orientation, and you can check the orientation by just looking at the part. Pretty cool. Installing the washers um, is a thing, so you're gonna have to follow it, you know, um, <laughs> chronologically, right? So I kind of add these sleeve washers uh, to the sides of the top pedal. And then from there, I add in the middle washers to those sleeves. And then once those are installed, you can start to bring in the, the hinge plate to the top pedal. And that's how that's working there. And then um, these M3 screws are fairly long. They're 16 millimeters in length. So you need to be able to pass through some thick material. And then um, one last set of washers, I call them washer caps, because they kind of cap it off so that the uh, so that it just doesn't fly out of place. And uh, I recommend using uh, pliers. We got these really nice pliers in the shop. They grab onto the, you know, the lock nut because it has a nylon insert and you kind of need to hold it in place. Your finger, holding it with your fingers is not good enough, so you're gonna need some pliers. But other than that, once the, the, the plate, uh, the, the hinge plate is installed to the, to the top pedal, you can start to test the hinge and make sure that it's in a desir desirable kind of fitting. You kind of want it snug, but not, uh, you know, not loose. So one of the things about these foot pedals is that um, it's tight where it'll hold its position. See as it's kind of going up, it kind of stays in where you want it to stay. Um, and you can loosen it and tighten it up, but uh, I like having it a little bit tighter. I I've probably loosened it up a good amount now because I've been playing it a lot but uh, I could always retighten it if I need to. Um, but so far it's been holding up pretty good. The uh, tolerance is holding up pretty good. So once the top pedal is ready to install to the frame, to the base, um, you can just kind of line it up. There's a little opening uh, for the arm to pass through and then you can use um, hex nuts to secure those screws to the hinge plate. You want to test it out and then the bottom plate gets installed kind of last. So before you fit the tabs together, you want to fit that linkage that's on the potentiometer to the peg on the arm, which is attached to the top pedal. And uh, it's super easy to put that in. Once that's in there, um, you can just line up the tabs and add your screws. That just kind of shows you um, the peg is installed to the linkage. Then you can add some, uh, some screws to the side. There's four screws that um, they're used to secure the bottom plate to the base frame, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, the usage page just kind of talks about USB MIDI controllers on a Mac. Uh, they, it's just a plug and play thing. 
but it will show up in your audio and video setup for macOS. It just shows up as a QDPI RP2040. You can change it. There's, there's some parameters like, um, I guess you could change the, you could reroute it to other things if you'd like here, uh, but you don't have to. Um, it's kind of just ready to go. Lots of uh, musical software like GarageBand just kind of uses you know, MIDI CC1 as modulation and most things will, and it just kind of works. And um, inside of Logic, which is the music software I'm using, it has some particular uh, key commands for learning and mapping um, MIDI CCs to various effects. And that's it in a nutshell. Pretty straightforward um, MIDI controller. Yeah. Cool. Any. Uh, yeah, uh, Vince has a question. Is there any risk of over-twisting that potentiometer on your pedal? No, because the potentiometer... Um, it just keeps rotating? No, it doesn't keep rotating, but when you're installing uh, the linkage, I just I have a note in there that says, like, try to have it in the middle. Like, try to position mm -hmm. your potentiometer in the middle so that when you put, your, uh, when you put that linkage in, you'll have, uh, you know, you'll have a, a free range of motion. Where is my light guide? There it is. Yeah, under the assembly, I have a, a thing here. Yeah. Yep. So check that out. But yeah, when you're testing the range of motion, you want to make sure that uh, that you can go past you know the whole thing. In this photo here, you kind of see that I'm moving the linkage left and right mm -hmm. to make sure that I can fully take it. If not, you just pop it off and put it back in the uh, linkage. Yeah. Cool. Good question. All right. Cool. And that is this week's awesome project. Posted cool. all the links nice. to all of the files to download and 3D print your own. You got the uh, step files so you can edit to have any design patterns you might want on there. This is definitely a, a uh, what is it, like Aztec inspired You're right, uh, yeah. design um, that's going on there. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be fun to add some. Yeah, it looks like one of those alligators. Right, it's supposed to be like a, a serpent. A feathered serpent, Quetzalcoatl. Uh, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. It's like a mythical creature. Yeah. So, uh, very cool. In addition to the Fritzine and all of the libraries required to get this up and running, all in the Discord and all of the chats all over. Let's go ahead and listen in some uh, some demo. So this is a, a little synth using, uh, it's called the Retro Synth, and the patch name is Instant Hook Whirl. And what I have it assigned to is this uh, ring modulator. So it's adjusting the frequency. So you can see uh, the knob is going with the potentiometer. synth to play with or um, effect so that's a cool one let's take a look at another one this one is uh, a sampler it, it's kind of a, uh, a xylophone 
and what I have the MIDI foot pedal assigned to on this one is uh, a tape delay. So I have the the delay time, like the rate, is is tied to it. So you can see here the um, the delay rate time is uh, is adjusting. So let's see what happens. trippy kind of one. So that's a really fun one to play with. Delays are so fun to play with. This is called the tape delay. And again, I'm playing with the, uh, the delay time. like a sampler so these are wave files not a uh, digital synth type thingy what else do we have um the alchemy is a super cool uh synth inside of logic and this one it's called short sweet plucks and i have the cutoff filter i believe tied to it yeah so cutoff filter is a great way to kind of add expression to synthesizers So this is <laughs> this is a retro synth, and I have uh, the LFO rate uh, tied to this one, so it's kind of weird. Wah -wah. <laughs> oh, I just noticed you can't see the. Uh, the rate, whatever, it's fine. It's 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 under the the foot, but whatever, it's fine. You, you get it. You can any. There's a hundred different knobs, and you can assign your foot pedal to any of these knobs, right? Oh, that sounds terrible. Cool. We got some wah-wah there. I have a vocoder. I was gonna say, do the voice. <laughs> that's just bananas. So, let me see if I can do this. I'm gonna, I have to mute this microphone, but still use the microphone. So let's see what it sounds like. passion with work stuff so mm -hmm. it's always a cool thing um, MIDI controllers are a great way to explore music so I highly recommend uh, checking out the MIDI for makers guide that'll get you started on your musical journey very cool 
Thank you. Got a comment over from Dewester saying the button presses can be somewhat annoying. Ever think about Cap Touch as in a circuit <laughs> playground express funhouse to emulate? Well, when you're reporting. Right, it, I forgot to mute the mic because when mm -hmm. I mute the mic, you, do, you don't, you don't hear it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, right. Yeah, totally though. Um, Cap Touch would be a fun thing. I really like, you know, uh, MX, Cherry MX keys, mm -hmm. Cherry MX compatible <clears throat> keys. They're really nice. Uh, I picked some that aren't so loud and clicky, but uh, you can do whatever kind of buttons you'd like. Mm -hmm. um, this is just my jam. Um, I, I have done some capacitive touch stuff and I really don't, personally I don't, don't favor them because I don't get much tactical feedback. Mm -hmm. Which is something you really need when you're actually writing yeah, really music, when you're case. actually making a song, when not just messing around, when you're actually um, composing a song. <laughs> right. It, it, I remember when like the iPad came out and I was doing music stuff with it, and I liked it for the first, you know, couple, but at, at some point you're touching glass and there's no, yeah. there's no texture, mm -hmm. there's no, uh, yeah. It's like when I'm driving around, I have just the touch screen if I had like buttons to, you know, <laughs> feel around with things in. I have to go into autopilot and then look at the screen and actually do what I want to do. So yeah, the screens aren't always the best for everything. Sure, sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's lots of different capacitive touch stuff we could do. We have a few on the Adafruit Learn site you can check out. Check those out. And then a comment from Ham's Lab saying that they have coded a vocoder algorithm wow. when they did a DSP class a few years ago. Awesome. That is super cool. Wow. Yeah, the vocoder in Logic is, is like kind of ancient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of old. But All right, it's, uh, sweet. It's a fun one. Cool. And so that's going to be this week's awesome musical inspired project. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Take a moment to. All right, let's go ahead and jump in this week's What Are We Prototyping? This week is a super cooler rendition of a CM1 computer. A little connection machine. Yeah, this so we're, very famous. We're repurposing this as a Raspberry Pi computer case. So uh, much like the very awesome, uh, iconic um, computers that have the visual uh, system load on the front side here. It's going to be a bunch of LED matrixes on there, and uh, this is a Phil B idea. So of course he had to have everything nice and detailed. You can see all the little triangular vents. They're gonna have some airflow intake on there, as well as the as the top for the uh, grid, and then on the back as well. So all these just pop off. Let me get one of these to come off. You can see the inside here. Oh, let me do one more so you can see more clearly. The Raspberry Pi inserted in there with a little right angle connection for the power, and all the ports on the outside. And if we take a look at the front, we're gonna be using the black LED acrylic black LED acrylic is going to uh, do the diffusion for the Charlie Plex uh, matrices that are going to go on the inside here. You can see the framing where they'll mount to and they'll go on. We'll have these little Charlie Plexes going on the front on here. We'll have two for each cube and they'll mount, uh, let me see, right in there like that. Just cutting a couple more pieces for that. 
And these just slide right on in. We take a take a look at a little bit of the detail on the front here. Here's all of the triangular vents that we're nice and famous for, as well as the uh, egg crate grid on the top. I think the back had grids as well, but for our purposes, we're gonna definitely add it because of the Pi 4, you know, how hot it gets. We also have some mounting options on the bottom here, so we can have a nice little bracket that'll suspend a uh, fan in the air and have it have some nice air intake. Uh, tons of supports that are used to print the, um, the slide into the frames for this. And of course, all of the internal uh, vents inside here. And we are using support materials. We're using interface layers and a roof, one of the settings that I rarely use. And this is one good example of when you're gonna want that when you have all these intricate details, especially these horizontal uh, printed lines here. They'll hang over way too much if you don't have the interface layer inside there. And the um, case prints in three different, um, three parts. So we have the back, the front, and then the bottom, which has the uh, pie case on there have a bunch of uh, geometry that is uh, doing some like fillets and chamfers so you, you can minimize the amount of supports that are needed for all of these overhangs. You can see that this is just one giant cube that is then cut up and split up into having all the different um, cube shapes on there. Go over to the uh, bigger screen. Bigger screen. Have a little bit more of a look at that. And we're using the Galaxy um, glitter uh, filament for this. So it's the black galaxy uh, sparkle filament. And not only does it look good, it also feels so nice. It's got like a uh, like an oily sort of texture on there. Whatever additive that they're using on there to have those uh, uh, glitter sprinkle, whatever. Sure. Extrude so like well. Texture PEI. Yeah, we got the texture PEI for all of the fronts on there. So you can see a very nice uh, it doesn't look too 3D printed. You can kind of see the layer lines there. Sure. But this will be about in uh, two weeks. Uh, Philby has got some code written up. You get yeah. all these uh, to display system load or maybe like whether I need like a time or something to remind me what year it is. <laughs> I keep thinking it's 2021. <laughs> yeah, uh, Philby, um, on last week's show and tell, you can see his... Uh, this breadboard yeah. layout and everything working really mm -hmm. cool definitely tune into that i will be soldering wiring these up this weekend excellent so super That's cool and uh, you did prototype. cut these up with the uh the cnc mill yeah or you could just use a paper template i like mm -hmm. to use the mill because i can do a batch of them yeah yeah so it'll be super exciting to see uh, I, I know it's a little bit hard to get that pie four but definitely sign up we did have some in stock they're going out in batches so uh be ready to uh have that two, uh, 2F authentication ready and set up um, when these go back in stock. So definitely a super awesome Octoprint case for one of the printers is what I'm going to utilize this for. And uh, yeah, so cool. Coolest pie case. Right? Yeah, very, very dope. <laughs> so this will be available in about two weeks. Super cool. Two weeks. Two Here weeks. Is, uh, and know, that's uh, what we're prototyping. Of what it actually looks like. There it is, the famous. There it is, yeah. Connection machine. They showed one of the versions inside of a uh, Jurassic Park. Right. The Ned is in the background. Yeah. Or it's and then the Borg <laughs> ship. It's just a cube. Right. Yes, that is the one Ham's Lab. That is the exact same one. Very cool. 
there. Slides in and out like that. A little acrylic piece. Yeah. There you go. Like that. How many, so how many of these are you going to have? Four? Two, four, six, eight. Holy moly, eight of them, folks. These are the, uh, the driver boards, the IS31FL3731 PWM. Yeah, we'll have to do some addressing for uh, the backs there so we can get the uh, addresses assigned. Yeah, and it's all uh, I squared C, so zero clock, zero data. Yeah, all one wire, or two wires for that. Yeah, and uh, Raspberry Pi. Super cool. Yeah, these are dope. Cool. All right, and that's what we're prototyping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon. Use up all those Charlie Plexes. Oh yeah. How many LEDs do you think that's in total? Uh, Maybe two hundred. Whatever times eight. <laughs> More than that. Maybe five hundred and twelve, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> A lot. Let us know if you could run the numbers real quick. Very cool. So that's this week's Woody prototyping. Yay! I should like. Uh, and that's week, and that's this week's What Are You Prototyping? <laughs> Next up, we're going to do Shop Talk. Ooh. Shop Talk? Community Makes, no? Yeah, I don't have anything for Shop Talk. <laughs> Community Makes. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And that is Shop Talk. Ba -dum -ba -dum. <laughs> Let's go to Community Makes. This week's Community Makes is this super cute little uh, stand for the little mini hot plates that we have in the shop. It's for the MHP30. Hot this is the only plate. hot plate that we have in the shop, I believe. Yeah. The cutest one. Some of the questions we were having is, is this just cosmetic? Why what? does it need a stand? So you when you <laughs> start using um, third helping hands, uh, what the designer of this was saying that they wanted it to reach up to their Haku third helping hands that, that they're using or their vice and adding that 71 millimeter height to it was the only way to get that to reach their third helping hand so it's super easy it just uh, press fits in and you even have a little um, screw hole to connect to the bottom of there that board will not fit unfortunately this one won't? i mean kind of if you're gonna do um you know right. just the chips like that you can rotate it around okay. and somebody has um there's other like more little add-ons to this so you can sure, have it like cutie pie you can, like hold it so you can like hold bigger boards is what I meant. So you can oh, have okay. it like positioned at certain ways. So there are gotcha. more uh, different little uh, additions that you can add to this little guy. Okay. So I just thought it was a nice, simple way to uh, promote, promote this uh, super cool little hot plate that uh, people always ask where uh, Lamar got it from and it's so in cute. the shop. I also wanted to show how big it is compared to like a, you know, normal sized hand, I guess. <laughs> the hole is for, I guess, securing to, oh, yeah, securing, securing to the oh, bottom cool. there. So there you go. So you want to attach it to something? That'd be good. Mm -hmm. Maybe a tripod screw adapter, mm -hmm. but that is that's pretty good. It too. needs to be level. You don't want it to be. Yeah, I mean, if you're like on a boat soldering or something, maybe some boat. sort of <laughs> some gimbal or something would be good. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. And that's this week's uh, time lapse. I have a link. Right? <laughs> Vincent's everything needs a stand. Sure does. Especially a pink stand. Let me pull up the, what is it, Thingiverse or Prusa? It's on Prusa uh, Printables. Yeah, right. We got an update from Prusa Printers. They have a new name. Printables, or as I like to say, Prusables. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look. So Printables. This is by Kevin. Renamed. And this is from the designer, Kevin, who put this up as a free download on 
printables. You can kind of see the little vice that he has in the background there. Cool. Is it printed in resin or something? Um, no, it's just, lines. yeah. Cool. Uh, my rendition of a riser stand for the MHP30 miniature hot plate. This brings the top surface to a height of 72 and a half millimeters, which happens to be the lowest configurable height for the Haku C1390 Omnivice. Oh, this is a Haku Omnivice? Tell me more. Check it out. This is a really dope one. Looks like a... a um, Wait, what? Stick shifter. Yeah, oh, this wow. is called the Omni PCB holder. Hmm? Tell me more. Hmm. What, what's this... Uh... What's, What's this, this about? Um, like stick shift looking thing. I wasn't thing. planning this. But anyway, we have research to do now. We have homework. Wow, I want one of these vices. Yeah, <laughs> C1390 on device. Very cool. And it attaches with a 60 millimeter M3 screw. Cool. Shout out to Kevin for posting that up. All right, moving on with Community Makes. We have some more fun things that folks have shared with us. And we're super excited to Sure. So first up, I mean next up, is a somebody. Okay, somebody. You have a name. Um, Prucibles user RMGPT posted up their make of a, of a foot pedal. Um, so they say uh, didn't have the right setup for the support material. It's kind of rough, but eventually. It will be smoother. Prints really well. Waiting for parts to finish the build. Cool. So, so not a foot pedal, but a foot switch. This is our uh, our classic foot switch um, that uses a Trinket M zero and a Zippy micro switch. Lots of foot pedaling today. Very cool. Oh crap! I didn't show any of that. I'm sorry, folks. So this is a make of the USB foot switch controller. Posted up by Principles user RMGPT, and there is their photo. Kind of a neat looking, uh, like a cyber something, cyber mm -hmm. foot switch. Cool. Yeah, and there was a comment about support material, but you could smooth it out, as they said. Okay, give me a sec to pull up the next one. This is quite possibly my favorite make of this week. Uh, two weeks ago, we released a 3D printed Emerald inspired by Sonic the Hedgehog. And this week, MC posted up their make of, of the, uh, sorry, 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 of the thing. <laughs> It looks fantastic. It's uh, printed on a Pusa. And their comment is great project. Thanks. My kids and my kids love it. And I enjoyed building it. I'm new to 3D printing and also ha haven't done anything with Adafruit stuff. This was really interesting to me. The Adafruit Circuit Playground Blue Fruit was on back order. So I got the classic instead and had to do some Arduino programming to turn to green. It was fun. Also added a tap to change color option. And there's a video, a Vimeo link. Should we take a look? We have time, right? Yeah. Safari cannot open. It's invalid. <laughs> what does that mean? Safari's like, no. That's not a real link. Oh, because it says it's unsafe? Like, it says unsafe. 
should be fine. 3D printed Sonic the Hedgehog Chaos Emerald from Mike C. Is this showing through in the video, Peter? Cool, so you can tap to change it. Yeah, because the, uh, there's built-in yeah. accelerometer on the Circuit Playground Classic and all the Circuit Playgrounds have a uh, accelerometer. That's a really good one. Nice. That came out fantastic. Ooh, I love the white one. Super cool, so just tap it. Very cool, so thanks for Mike, to Mike C for posting up their make oh, of the 3D printed Sonic the Hedgehog Emerald. Ooh, I'm trying to get my, my stuff. And the last one this week, wait, there's two more. Can I get through these fairly quick? Man, everything's on Proust printables this week. <laughs> Uh, this one is a make posted by Rev Null on Principles, Printables of the Raspberry Pi face case. This is a case for the Raspberry Pi B Plus, and it looks like a face. It's a very fun one. <clears throat> it's so, the case that I use on all of the printers for the OctoPrint. Right. I love the mouth because it has the uh, camera uh, opening, ribbon yeah. opening for it. Yeah, it's a fun little case. Face case, if you will. All right. And then the last one this week, folks. Blast from the past. Get ready for Halloween. I'm or ready. Comic Con. Cappy Larger Eyes. Oh, yeah, on principle. Oh. So FAIQ posted this up. They're a remix of Cappy Eyes. So uh, Cappy is a character from Mario's video, one of the Mario video games from Nintendo. And uh, this uses the monster eyes. And they animate, they're kind of these animated eyes. And um, um, FAIQ posted up their remix. So it says, I uh, love the idea and decided to make one, but the eyes were a bit off and they didn't cover the wear and mild damage that happened when I removed the previous eyes. Yeah, so you want to fashion it for your own hat, right? So that's a hat that you want to yeah. you want to make it fit your hat. So uh, you scaled it appropriately. Um, and it says, uh, I made the slots on the side smaller so they're not evident, but still can fit a needle and thread through. That's Sweet. right, this is sewed. Mm -hmm. And the back threading was not noticeable. There's enough room on the back top to manage the controls and no one noticed the back. Cool. Tip, I placed the LiPo battery in between the lining and ran the wires to the front behind the eyes. I was able to place a larger battery because of this. Sweet. I printed the eyes in white you really only need one, double it, and just flip it in slicer. Uh, I did not show the print lines. I did not want to show the print lines, so use the circular circular fill. Yeah, that's cool. Hence the gaps, They're not noticeable. Yeah, you can use a concentric pattern to make it nice and, mm -hmm. and less noticeable. Um, it says you only need supports for the slots on the side. And this was printed on a Prusa I3MK3. Very cool, and there's the original with our <laughs> lovable friend. Why is his eyes red? <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be like that, huh? Uh -huh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you made a face. <laughs> oh, Pedro. Your photos. And that's this week's Community Makes. Shout out to everybody for posting up their makes. Thank you so much. <laughs> I wish I had a better... Yeah. All, right, All right, cool. And that is it for the show. 
We got more show going on later tonight. We're hosting uh, the show and tell. Yeah, so we invite you to come on this week and show off all the things. <laughs> it'll be 3D printing, it'll be electronics, some crafts, or like a little tour of your workspace. I hear folks all like floppies. Let's see your floppies. Retro yeah, tech. retro tech. Some, some retro old tech. school tech is always welcome as well. So definitely tune in at 7.30. Careful with that. E.T.? No, I just hear D-T? when D.S.? Whatever time? E.T. <laughs> E.T. E.T. <laughs> yeah, so come on by. We'll drop a link in the Discord chat room once uh, the time comes, like yep. 10 minutes before. And then right after that, it's going to be a full hour of Ask an Engineer with Lamar and Phil. Take a look at all the cool new things coming out, news from around the maker community, and top secret stuff that's being worked on. That's right. And is it this week that John is off? I don't remember. Is it this or next week? I think it's next week. Yeah, okay. Usually on Thursdays, 4 yeah. p.m. ET, or yeah, 4 p.m. ET, John Park's Workshop, awesome projects that he's working on, some cool mini stuff, some collabs with uh, Toddbot. So yeah. definitely and tune in for that. I think the first guide went up, so definitely so, yeah. check Tips that tri- out. Tips and tricks. Excellent. And then Fridays, tune in. Deep tune Dive in. continues while um, Scott is on maternity leave. Tim is taking over, Tim Foamy Guy. So you can see in the submarine there with Blinka, doing some deep dives on some cool uh, vector graphics inside of Python. So definitely tune in every Friday, 2 p.m. He also does a lot of really cool streaming on his own channel as well on Saturday. So definitely tune in to Tim. Yeah, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern. There you go. We're on the East Coast. This has... Uh, and then we wrap on. up around, yeah. Continue on to the on week. Sundays, Lamar, Lady Ada, streams live from her desk. From the desk of Lady Ada. Every Sunday night. Yeah. It features the great search with DigiKey. Take a look at what are the components are being updated to, uh, or boards that are being updated with components that are available. Mm-hmm. So Lady Ada take you through um, searching through DigiKey sites to find compatible chips. Okay. So tune in for that. Mondays is the CircuitPython meeting. This is where all the CircuitPython devs come together with the community every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That one's on the Discord server. All right. And don't forget Tuesdays. JP's Pride Pick of the Week every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific or 4 p.m. Eastern. We can get up to 50% off select picked items. It's crazy, but it only happens during the live show, so definitely tune in then to get your automatic 50% off. Yeah. You've been watching 3D Hangouts every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Yeah. ET. Last week, we had a little time to work on these projects. I say it was spring break, but we were actually just yeah. finishing up these projects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. All right, um, and that's it for the show. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you later tonight. But until then, don't forget to make right. a great day. See you later tonight. Jam it. That's all I get. <laughs> that's all I get. See you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out, we'll guys. See you later. See you later tonight. And there goes my thing. Bye, folks. <laughs>